The Mayfly is up and the excitement is palpable. Wherever you are in Ireland, the lakes and rivers are soon to be hatching with Mayfly soon. And to help you improve your catch rate this season, we've used a Mayfly Tactics Masterclass with international angler, guide and renowned tire, Jackie Mann. If you want to learn about setup, tactics, conditions and flies, then head over to www.irelandonthefly.com forward slash masterclass where you can find out all the details to access the recording and Jackie's notes. If you want to catch that difficult fish or try out new tactics, then this masterclass is for you. Hello and welcome to the Ireland on the Fly podcast about the people and places of fly fishing in Ireland. Although we're experiencing something of an Indian summer this week in September, the rains in August were anything but seasonal and I wanted to get some more insights and tips on how to approach high rivers at this time of year. Keith McDonald, aka Fluffchucker.com is a recognised expert on streamer fishing in high waters and the size of the fish he has caught this season is testament to that. I spoke to Keith back in the spring, but this time around, Keith explained how you should be approaching high rivers in the summer and when you can be catching them on dry flies despite the flood. With two over six pounds in the last few weeks, Keith is certainly worth listening to. I mean, it's my favourite type of fishing, um, fishing in high water. And, you know, a lot of anglers know <coughs> that uh, high water is conducive to uh, to good fishing, the fish get excited and aggressive, you know, there's a lot of uh, organic matter gets pushed around in the vertebrates and all of that because the uh, because of the higher flows. So, you know, it's a, it can be a, a feeding frenzy at times for, uh, for trout. Um, and obviously uh, there's movement as well with migratory fish, uh, salmon and trout. Um, but I think um, there's probably quite a lot of people uh, wait for wait for the drop, you know, wait till they've got what I'd say would be kind of floating line water. Um, whereas, you know, when the the flood is much higher now, I'm not talking out in the fields when it's it's silly, but you know, when there's really high water, the the fish get excited they're aggressive and you can uh, target them you know my uh, thing is the, the streamer fishing um but um you know they can be really switched on now it doesn't just um you need you need a number of things to come together it's not just the, the high water because like this here has been a funny one in that we've got floods but we've also had that horrible, muggy, close weather uh, uh, coinciding with it, which is not conducive to getting fish to to chase or, or move aggressively to the, you know, my bait fish imitations or streamers or whatever. But um, you can get them on a, a dry fly in the high water conditions. So like that's what I, I've been at uh, the last while. Um, I saw a picture of yours on Instagram recently, didn't I, Keith, where you had an absolute look. Yeah, I've had some fantastic dry fly fishing this year, some really big uh, fish over, over five pounds. And I had uh, two, one was six and one was six and a half pounds, which is just hard to believe that you could have fish like that in a, a river in Ireland, but it's, it's possible. And uh, just 
you know, they're seasoned makers. I mean, you be nothing else has to happen after after stuff like that. Just going out in high water looking for a silly one that's decided to go back to his youth and and take small flies. And it's kind of it's a pain in a way because I go on about this streamer stuff and you know that big fish eat big stuff and uh, you know sometimes they're just they really are they get too much credit they're silly they just come up because there's a an abundant hatch or whatever and they they start taking a few you know size 16 olives for why they do it I don't know it's not to sustain themselves that's for sure so that was you reading the conditions it's not like you you know, it just happened. Like you know, you were there, and you. No, no, stuff, stuff like that. You know, it doesn't happen really. You have to. Uh, it all comes together eventually. I think you have to um, think about the stuff, and you know, the to to get fish like that, you have to um, target them specifically in a in a specific way, and you know. Sure, you can come come across one occasionally, but to to get get them relatively regularly, you know, you have to focus the mind and focus the uh, the approach. Uh, like there was a really funny one uh, two weeks ago. I was away with a pal of mine uh, from Wexford, Mick. Um, we were fishing for salmon and sea trout unsuccessfully for the weekend, and I said, "Look." And, uh, you know, we had the too much water and we too much wind. And uh, I said, we'll go and try uh, this small river. And uh, I said, there's a, there's a couple of trees where there's some shelter from the wind. And I, I have a feeling that there'll be some fish up. And I was talking it up to him and not, you know, as you do, uh, I'm not sure what, uh, to myself whether it was going to happen enough or not. But sure enough, when we came around the, the corner by the tree, there was a, a slack, uh, you know, the pool was flat and there was uh, two fish up. So I, as quick as lightning, got in and they were eating mayfly. This is in August, which is fantastic. There was a great hatch of mayfly. And uh, anyway, first cast, the fish obliged up he came and uh, I got him in the net and he was three and a half pounds. Um, so then uh, there turned out to be another one in the pool and it was mixed turn and uh, that was three and three quarters so that made our weekend you know it was absolutely fantastic having gone from nothing but really it was just knowing that uh, there was a spot there um, you know that there was the um, slack um, in a in a bend from the current, but also the respite from the wind. You know, is it a bit like fishing with lies, Keith? That you know, on a certain water height, where the lies are. Is it a bit like that for streamer fishing for you? That like you know, if, if it's at X height, this is where you need to be targeting. If it's a little yeah, bit de- low. definitely. I mean, where I was talking about there, we were really far upstream because. You know, lower in the lower end of the river system is just going to be too high thundering through. Even in those conditions, um, you can still 
do something if you really want to. Um, you can take the streamer and uh, fish directly upstream on your own bank so that you're um, casting as if you would if you were upstream dry fly fishing, but targeting your own bank so the fish are sitting, if you're imagining the fish are sitting in under your own bank, that you're going to cast the fly up and then let it swim back to towards you retrieving. And that can produce some good fish in really high water when, the, you know, the, the pools are no longer defined as so much water there and the fish are just really tucked in tight to the bank because they can get uh, the spike from the current there. So that that works now. It's not the nicest way to fish, but it does work. You're talking like, are you going for as fast sinker as possible, or yeah, you want at least a, a six inches a second uh, sinking line for that very short leader. You know, whatever, twenty four inches, really short leader, and a decent sized fly with a, a weighted head. Um, and uh, as I say, it's not not the nicest way to fish, but if you're stuck that'll do the job and you've got again you're looking out for features you know you've got to look for a, a bump in the bank or a shrub or a tree or whatever that's just causing a little break something that you think would uh, hide a, a fish uh, but you know you'll find depending on the current there'll be undercut banks and that sort of thing where the fish can sit in under um, and if the, the fly has gone by they'll come out and have a, have a go. Well, what size fly are you talking about, um, Keith? Um, well, I like to fish quite big flies. Um, they're four to six inches in size, but um, whatever you're comfortable with, really. Uh, there is, a, in my opinion, a, a relationship between the, the fly size and the size of fish that you're targeting. Uh, sometimes, not not always. I mean, sometimes the small guys will take the big flies and vice versa. But um, in general, uh, if you're putting on a bigger fly, you're going to target, you know, it's a low diminishing returns. You've got uh, less of those really big fish, but, so you're not going to catch as many fish, uh, if, if any at all. But, you know, over the course of time, I feel that with the... the those flies in the four to six inch range that you're targeting, you know, the the bigger predatory trout in the river. You're not trying to dredge the bottom at all, particularly, you know, if you think about it, if you're casting upstream and immediately when the fly lands, uh, the current is going to start pushing it back towards you. Um, so you're just getting the fly through the surface. And if he wants it, he's, you know, he's going to be looking up they move to it if they want to. If the if the uh, the illusion is there for them, I'd recommend a, a white or a tan or a yellow or something something bright like that that you can actually uh, see what's going on. Because being able to see the fly and seeing the reaction, seeing something coming at it is is fantastic. And like everybody says, well, dry fly fishing is the the best way and the only way the the next best thing is uh, fishing streamers because you see see what's going on you get to see the fish as i say the, you know you're not getting these flies down deep the, it's it's happening near the, the surface 
what about as well casting across and then stripping it in uh, as quick as possible? Like, yeah, that that can be very effective. Um, so, you know, in a in a good flood where the the pools are still defined and um, you've got uh, you know what I call uh, nice streamer water. It's higher than most people would like for fishing. They're floating line with the the wet fly. Um, and you can get just that that's the way I fish a lot of the time to try and get this aggressive response from the fish. Uh, you can't move it fast enough for them to be honest, you know a lot of it if they're switched on and uh, finding them switched on is the name of the game um, and you can um, yeah I mean it's just a matter of uh, of of reading the water and, and presenting the fly at the angle that you think it should be and, and retrieving it across. So it tends to be straight across or upstream, slightly upstream, directly upstream, that sort of angle. Um, while people swing flies uh, like they do for salmon, uh, swings, they swing streamers for trout. I'm not a massive fan of it. Uh, I don't know that it produces uh, the the bigger fish in general, and I think a lot of them, uh, hooking these fish is a hard part with the streamer. You know, you get them to react after putting in the effort and uh, and they can bounce off the fly. I don't know how they do it. They're just a, an ambush predator. They try and stun it, I think, and often you don't seem to hook into them. But I think if you're swinging the fly, um, you end up with a lot more of that mist. You've got to marry uh, the angle that you cast the fly at with the speed of the current. So, you know, if if the river is thundering through, I'll cast slightly more upstream um, because what I don't want to do is let the fly swing below me. I want to retrieve it. Across. So really, when you're approaching a river like this, your first tactic is you're looking for those kind of slack areas. Is that the first tactic that you'd be kind of aiming for? If I'm new to the river, yeah, I'll just look for those uh, fishy spots. You know, that I kind of know instinctively that um, they're likely to hold fish um, because of the structure around it or the currents or the seams um, or the depth. I mean, one of the big things with, um, with streamer fishing is um, people think that they're, the, these bigger fish are in, in really deep water. And very often they're not, they're in, in much shallower water, like really, they can be, in, particularly in a flood when there's colored water, in really skinny water. Um, you know, below your knee in terms of that, people would wade in on top of them. And um, so all of those sort of things. And um, it's important just to um, just to look at the river and and you know think about where you think the fish might be. Um, you know, with the dry fly fishing, obviously they're going to give themselves away if they're up. Um, so that's why I'm talking about walking. Do a lot of walking to to find the the one that you want. Tell me this: Have you ever been on the river, Keith? Where you know you, you've gone out, obviously streamer fishing, and then you know, say it's high water, and then 
you see a hatch on and you see fish rising, would you switch over then? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and I've been cut out on many occasions um, with not having any dry flies or a, or a floating line with me. Um, but I suppose, um, yeah, where possible, I would switch over. And funnily enough, you can throw streamers at rising fish and get them occasionally. Um, I don't know why that is, but they're just opportunities. In high water, and there's a bit of colour in the water, you know, you, they're just seeing an illusion of, of life. Um, you know, we look at these big flies and go, that looks ridiculous. But in in the water, in the scheme of things, um, you know, and there's just a rough suggestion of of life going by them very quickly. They don't know what it is, and they either uh, ignore it or they hop on it, you know. Like, I've known for a long time that kind of muggy, close weather is just, it's not conducive to um, getting the, the, that predatory, aggressive uh, response from the fish. You never say never with any of these things, but in general, if that's what you're faced with, um, then I'll go with the, the dry fly. The one thing I was doing last year for a couple of uh, evenings was fishing with these uh, gurgler type foam flies. They're kind of a, a mouse imitation um, at night time. Uh, and they work as well. So there's a lot of, uh, lot of fun to be had figuring that out. Uh, now I don't get to fish much in the night time, but um, there's definitely a future in that. There's no, re- yeah, there's no reason to say they wouldn't in the daytime as well, Keith, is Possibly in in high water again, you know, if you were going to skate a fly, create a wake, um, you could look at something like that. Um, like uh, the nighttime thing that I was at would be in lower water, um, where the where that um, kind of wake across the surface would be very obvious to the fish. If you were to try it, you know, after dark in uh, in higher water, I think you're unlikely to find fish that would would see it. Most lads have a, a nine foot six five weight. Is that okay to still use? It? Yeah, I mean, I I normally go for a, a ten foot seven weight um, uh, cast and. Uh, like for for dry flies, nine foot five weights, absolutely hundred percent. But for casting the streamers, you want to be comfortable, and um, the the flies are are heavy and wind resistant, and the, the ten foot seven uh, is a good good tool for the job. It's probably on the heavy side for the size of fish, but you know it's a it's a compromise. Uh, the casting is. Um, is important, you know, because you need good technique and, and line speed to be able to cast those heavier flies or wind resistant flies and need to have accuracy and or you know, you need to be able to hit the bank and put it put the fly in the, the place you want. Have you ever thought of micro spay? Um, you know, I've been reading about those recently. I've messed with it a little bit. Um by cutting up old wing cutter lines and um, creating heads. The the problem I've encountered with it is 
because you know I was talking about this stripping the the line across, and then you encounter the junction that is coming in through the you know the join between the lines coming in through the rod guides, and uh, that's kind of messy. It's not nice, but um, somebody uh, Simon Cassidy, Simon Anger from on the boyne he showed me some uh, new uh, guideline heads that were really nice uh, they're an integrated so they've got the running line on the head um, and you could fish much lighter with those heads much lighter tackle um, and they'll lift anything they'll cast any size of fly uh, they're really uh, cool um, so I'd be interested in playing with those. Um, a friend of mine bought a, an 11 foot two weight micro stay rod there recently. Um, it's a gorgeous looking rod, but I haven't had a chance to uh, cast it with the with the right stuff. You see, I'm always talking to people about these big flies and and the way I fish, but there's so many other ways of fishing streamers that are effective you know and that micro spay thing um, allows you to um, cover a lot of water with the with the swung fly swinging a, a streamer so allowing it to to swing like you would a wet fly or a salmon fly um, and uh, you know the kind of size four size six size eight type um, streamers woolly buggers zonkers all those kind of things work really well with those for um i kind of feel that um it's the the general trout population in the river you know the the normal size fish will respond to them and um, so it's really good in that way and there's a lot to be said for just going out and getting in the river wading it down and cast 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 and relax and enjoy yourself get a a few fish. So in in that regard, I think there's definitely a place for the, the microspay. Uh, for targeting these really big fish with the big flies and trying to get a, a reaction, it's kind of more of a, as I said to you, you go and target specific bits of structure and spots and you're not making a huge number of casts. Well, I have to say, Keith, the reason why I wanted to speak to you and, and the reason why I love speaking to ta fly anglers like yourself, thinking fly anglers, is that you come away with having spoken to yourself and I hope when people listen to this with more ideas, you know, so that, you know, and I, I know I have, is that the next time you come to a river or high water, you actually do have options. You just have to be prepared and have that open mind and, and be prepared in advance to go, right, the river's high, I can still... You know, I might even do dry fly fishing. I might see fish rise and be prepared for that. Otherwise, go streamer fishing either close to the bank, look for the structure, keep walking, and you have options. Even even the the uh, the gurglers could be something you never. Yeah, know yeah, way. yeah. No, it's brilliant. I no, I live live for the high water stuff, and you know, I love September because you know the fish are um, aggressive anyway. You're getting more favourable uh, weather conditions, or we should do hopefully all this you know, close, humid weather passes. Um, but also, you know, they're getting closer to uh, spawning time. So they've got, you know, they've got that in, in mind in terms of feeding up. And 
they, um, you know, there's a, there's a lot of movement in in river systems as well. You know, there's fish moving around because they're, you know, some of them are going to start thinking about uh, heading upstream. And um, you know, in bigger systems with lakes attached and that sort of thing, you've got lake trout, migratory trout that uh, that um they're really partial to a to a streamer and you know again with the uh they'll come up and have a dry fly too yeah exactly so and i think if anything the way the climate is going anyway high rivers and flooding has got to be probably unfortunately more of a common feature in the in the, the future so um i'd recommend people check out your instagram feed um is it mcdonald underscore keith yeah i kind of i neglect the instagram thing a bit it's a funny one um because you put up stuff and you get very little reaction i i tend to throw stuff on facebook but look if anybody's interested particularly in the streamer thing they're welcome to give me a shout my website's uh dot com, and you can drop me a line or whatever and um, the photos of it are just brilliant. Like it just it just shows you the the possibilities. I think you know in terms of what there's so so many uh, different facets of eye fishing, and the the photography is another one. You know, it's just something else to do with fish. I absolutely love it. Well, uh, when you've got fish of five pounds to uh, take pictures <laughs> of, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I know, but they're, they're all beautiful. They're all gorgeous. Keith, uh, thanks a million for joining us, and um, we'll chat to you again soon. No worries, sir. Thanks a million. My thanks to Keith McDonald for joining me on this week's show, and go to his website, fluffchucker.com, for more information and incredible photos. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. You can also keep up to date on IrelandOnTheFly.com, as well as on Instagram, and I'll be back next week with another episode about the people and places of fly fishing in Ireland. The Mayfly is up, and the excitement is palpable. Wherever you are in Ireland, the lakes and rivers are soon to be hatching with Mayfly soon. And to help you improve your catch rate this season, we've used a Mayfly Tactics Masterclass with international angler, guide and renowned tire, Jackie Mahan. If you want to learn about setup, tactics, conditions and flies, then head over to www.irelandonthefly.com forward slash masterclass where you can find out all the details to access the recording and Jackie's notes. If you want to catch that difficult fish or try out new tactics, then this masterclass is for you.